This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall. And I'm Mariah Hagan. Welcome to Among the Stacks. We're here to talk about what we're reading and what we're recommending at the Allen County Public Library. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, we're right upon Halloween and things are a little bit different this year. We're not going to have our trick-or-treat parade. We're not going to have the haunted Halloween or the haunted hospital where I know you have worked for a few years, Mariah. So yes. yeah. tell me, what are you going to do this Halloween since we don't have the haunted hospital and a lot of people aren't doing trick-or-treating? Right. Well, this year I'm taking my daughter to an outside haunt. So everybody will be able to be spaced out and we'll still get our scare. And uh, I live way out in the country. So I know there's a few children that are going to be trick or treating, but just the houses they know. So I'm going to make up a couple of bags for them. And and then maybe I'll watch a scary movie. What do you do, Sheila? Well, I'm not going to do anything scary because I'm a big fat chicken and uh, <laughs> I live out in the country too. And it, it would, we never get any trick or treaters. It would probably scare me if someone did ring the doorbell. I think, <laughs> I think it was the guy from Halloween with yeah. the scary mask coming to get me. With Don't a, answer it. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I know you worked for several years at the haunted hospital. Did you ever have anything spooky happen to you there? Well, actually, yes, we worked seven seasons. And when I say we, my daughter and I, and uh, we actually, um, the very first season we, we worked together and it was pitch black and they decided to follow a really scared group out just to keep scaring them. So I was there, but yeah. Like chasing them out of the building? Yeah, through into the other hall. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Somebody with a hatchet chasing you down a hallway it's, in yeah. a haunted hospital. Yeah, exactly. And so I was sitting there by myself, and it was pitch black. And, of course, this building had been deserted for several years, and a lot of the windows had been knocked out, and they had plywood. So there was this breeze blowing through, and all this stuff was floating around in the air. So I decided, well, I'm going to take a couple of pictures. So I have my flash on, and I'm taking pictures, and then I'm scrolling through them. And now I'm by myself. I know there's nobody else in this area with me. So I see this woman in the photograph I had just taken, uh, sitting on the gurney across the hall from me. So and, you're sitting in the dark. Yes. And there's a just like a, a gurney sitting across the hall from you. And yes. there's no one on it. No one on and yet, it. And you look at the picture and there's a woman sitting there. Yes, ma'am. So And you kept sitting there? I just kept sitting there. <laughs> and I'm thinking... <laughs> Now, that's the difference between me and you, because I would have done been gone. Well, I, I, I was sitting and I thought, okay, well, so the only logical thing in my brain to do, I said, hey, and, and thank goodness nobody answered. So I got up, turned my flashlight on and walked over. And of course, nobody was on the gurney. So I've still got that photograph and I sent it to you so you could tag it along with the podcast. But it was, it, it actually gets a lot of attention because this time every year I'll repost it and every year somebody sees something different typically everyone sees the woman so it's very exciting to see what everyone sees but you know I'm sitting there 
and I just say a little prayer. You know, we're not here to bother anybody. We're just having fun. We'll be gone soon. Please don't touch me. I'm a nice person. And so I never, after that photograph, I never, I never saw her again. Very creepy. Yes. (laughs) And then I went on to work six more seasons. So. Like I said, there's a big difference between you and me. Yes. Well, I'm not going to pay someone to scare me. No, no. Now, Sheila, I know you've had to have some kind of spooky experience in your life. Well, that's probably why I don't want to pay someone to scare me. (laughs) (laughs) I I have had a a couple of things, actually. My husband grew up in an old house and uh, he has seen some things, but I never saw anything, but I've I've heard them and his brother share enough stories that I never would have gone upstairs in that house alone. (laughs) But uh, even here at the library, something that happened during COVID-19 that kind of spooked me a little bit. You know, uh, last time, if you listen to the podcast, Jamie and Amanda, no, Mm -hmm. Chelsea and Amanda were talking about the the whistler. People have said they've heard someone whistling in the basement in the area where there used to be the uh, shoe shine shop. We're at a historical site, the old Jacksonian Hotel, and I think there used to be a shoe shine shop right in the basement. Or yes, there or was. Maybe it, maybe it was a barber shop. But anyway, I have never heard that. But during COVID nineteen, I was here alone for many weeks uh, as uh, to answer the phone or help people download digital products, pay the bills, make sure the building was okay. So I was here every day from eight thirty till four Monday through Friday, and. I had come downstairs to make a pot of coffee and I don't know why I just didn't take a coffee pot upstairs. But <laughs> it's just habit. And I was yes. filling my cup of coffee and I heard the elevator take off. Mm-mm. So I know I'm the only one in the building or I'm thinking someone has come into the building while I'm here. <laughs> so I'm peeking around the corner at the elevator and I sprint up the stairs. And of course there's cameras <laughs> everywhere in this building. And I'm looking at the cameras and there's no one. And I open the elevator and there's no one. So I don't know how no. the elevator <laughs> just took off. But I did finish up the day there. But I was kind of, you know, kept my eye on the door so I could run if someone came up to get <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> one of the other employees had come in with their key, you know, to do yeah. something. I would probably hit them with something. <laughs> Thrown a book at them. <laughs> yeah, something. I don't know. But so I was kind of tiptoeing and the next morning when I went down to make coffee I was kind of listening and well you know yeah. so but it was fine I was like now this is ridiculous there's no <laughs> one here I'm fine but I did look at the cameras every morning to make sure there was no movement <laughs> no one was in here it's a well, big building you. so it- you're you're your imagination can get the better yes. of you. And like you said, it's a big building, a lot of weird building noises. And yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about some books. That's, okay. main, that's what I like to talk about. Yeah. Have you been reading anything good lately? I know you love the uh, true crime, which to me is the scariest of all because there's some pretty sicko people out there. Yes. And right before COVID, I was geared up to start a new book club called Murder at the Library, which is true crime. And we actually read The Stranger Beside Me uh, by Ann Rule about Ted Bundy. Oh, and my it, goodness. Yes. And it, it was a pretty difficult book, especially toward the end. But since COVID started, I, I've tried to lighten my mood a little bit. So I've gotten into some fiction, horror, suspense, and 
I've read two books in the last couple of weeks, one being The Bird Box. Bird, yes. B-I-R-D. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And it was 2017. It was written by Josh Mulliner. And Netflix actually picked it up and made a movie with Sandra Bullock. And, of course, you know, it's a little different from the book, but both of them are, are very well done. I, I really enjoyed both. But the thing about the bird box is it deals with, like, a supernatural being. When, you know, this character Mallory, she's pregnant. Everyone she knows is dead. They're watching this entity, whatever it is, coming over from Russia and it, it comes through Alaska and it's coming down. And if you are a mentally healthy, sane person, when you see this entity, it causes you either to become like murderous or you commit suicide. So um, she finds out about this house that's taken in refugees. She goes and she's there. She's safe. She goes through her whole pregnancy. Another pregnant lady shows up. And actually, they both go into labor on the same day. So they both deliver their babies. And at that same time, everyone in the house is murdered. And it's she and the two infants, which is a boy and a girl, are the only ones alive. So you go through her struggle because she has to go find food. She has to go find supplies. But she has to be blindfolded the whole time. So she's got these rope systems and and count steps and and she has to leave these babies alone she can't take them yes hard enough to take care of one baby much less two and now you're gonna have to do it blindfolded and you have to do it by yes exactly and so she doesn't even name the baby she calls them boy and girl because she is at such a mental state that she thinks well if they die it'll hurt less you know oh yeah so she gets this transmission of this safe haven but here's the deal. She's got to get down to the river edge, get in a boat, take this boat 20 miles to this safe haven while she's blindfolded and these two four-year-olds are blindfolded. And it's all sound. So you're sitting in that boat with her. You're blindfolded. And it's, you know, is this sound a, a branch rubbing against the boat or is it a person or an animal? It, it's a very good thriller. Like you you want her to get to the safe haven and you don't know if she's going to make it. it. It's a really good book. So I suggest that anybody that's wanting to, and it's a quick read. So a quick little thriller. That's a good one. Now, it's Karen, make your heart pound. it does. It does. Now, Karen Slaughter, she, she upped the game and I've heard, this is my first time reading Karen Slaughter and I've heard she's good at it and it's called Pretty Girls. And it was written in 2015. Um, It starts out, this dad is writing a letter to his daughter who's been missing for years. And she went missing at age 19. And, you know, it's just your heart breaks for him because what he's doing is he's telling her how life is without her. And then it's, yeah, it, it, his parts of the book are very heartbreaking. And then you switch to Paul and Claire, a married couple meeting for dinner they leave and they get mugged and Paul gets killed. Oh, no. Yes. And then it hops to this girl or this woman named Lydia. She's a single mom, you know, single mom life. She's taking the kid to soccer practice, talking to her boyfriend. But the thing is, is these two women are following 
this missing girl's case. She's a 16-year-old girl named Anna Kilpatrick. So you start finding out all these people are connected and Mm -hmm. how they're connected. And the thing that Karen Slaughter did with this, that when I first realized, like, she tells who the villain is pretty quickly. And I'm like, well, what is she doing? And then she starts piling on what this, and, you know, we talk about monsters being supernatural. He's a human monster. And she starts piling on what he can do, what he does, what he's planning on doing. And I was literally, my heart was pounding because at one point, Claire has something she's got to get done and she's limited in time, resources, People are trying to stop her, and I'm, I mean, I'm freaking out. My heart, and I'm just like, go, Claire. But it is a very good, now there are some, I'll just, you know, disclaimer, there are some areas that's a little rough, and you can skim past those and and not affect what you're reading. But yes, if you want a good murder suspense, is is she going to make it kind of thing, pretty girls? Oh my yeah. goodness! What By have Karen you been? Slaughter. Yes, Karen Slaughter. She's awesome. What have you been reading? Well, I haven't read anything that suspenseful. <laughs> I if I were listening to an audio book like that, I would be doing fast forward, fast forward. Probably go to the end to make sure the person I wanted to make it was going to make it before I could get through that. I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't take the stress and pressure sometime or the worry. And so, but I do have a couple of books that I'm going to recommend. And actually, as we're sitting here thinking about it, you know, I'm going to date myself now because I'm going to tell you, as a teenager, I grew up reading Victoria Holt books and they were Gothic novels. And so anyway, this Jamie Jo Wright is a great author and her books do sort of a time bop. So you'll have someone from present day, but she'll also have a character from like the turn of the century. And so you'll get to, and there'll be a way that these characters are linked, but in the book, the house on Foster Hill, the main character, Kane, uh, she, her husband has been killed and it, it was a suspicious death and, the, she doesn't feel like there was a very good investigation. So to sort of leave that behind, she um, buys a house in her grandfather's hometown, sight unseen. And it's a mansion, but uh. when she gets there, it's she discovers it's a crumbling mansion. Oh, so man. she's got her work cut out for her. And then she starts getting these terrible, threatening notes. And she doesn't know anyone there. And like, has, has someone who's related to her husband's suspicious death following her? And then she finds out there were some mysterious deaths in the past connected to the house that she's purchased. Oh, wow. And so, and you'll have to read the story to see how it all comes together, but it's called the house on Foster Hill and it's Jamie Jo Wright and it's Christian, Christian fiction. So, but it's still suspenseful. I mean, it was, I was. I was listening to the audiobook and I was doing fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. You can't so, fast forward. So, no, I don't know if I, no, I actually read that. I, I'm sure if I had been listening to it, I would have been doing fast forward, but I actually read that book. <laughs> and then another book is The Curse of Misty Way, Wayfair. And what I found fascinating with this, you know, we were talking about uh, some of the things that we were missing is in our town. We normally have the, Graveline tour where the historical society starts here at the library and they give 
people tours of the old city cemetery and there are characters dressed up as some of the people who are buried in the cemetery. And it's not meant to be scary. It's meant right. to really educate us about learning about the lives of the people. And, you know, what we don't realize is that you and I are making history as we're living here in Scottsville, you know, working in this library every day, <laughs> we're making history. And so it, even though our little lives are not usually too, too eventful, but right. we're, we're making a contribution and maybe someday someone will wonder what was it like to be a librarian at the Allen County Public Library during COVID-19. Huh. Well, it was it was pretty sad, but at and the same time, and- stressful, but we did figure out how to offer services in a safe manner, I feel like. But anyway, so uh, it, one, that, one year as we were doing the Graveline tour, I did a little program to entertain people while they were waiting their turn to go on the tour, talking about Victorian burial customs. And one of the things that I learned is that when people died, sometimes their family would choose that time to have a family photo session. And so they wanted a last memento of their loved one. So they actually had a, a person called a postmortem photographer. And uh, so that like these people would be dead or some of the people in the picture would be dead and they would paint like their eyes over their eyelids, no, like no, their no, eyes no. are open and they paint their lips. And I mean, super creepy to yeah. me. Yeah. But, or, and the most sad were the babies, the yes. babies and, you know, just look like they were sleeping. And yes. so, so sad. So, but anyway, in the book, I'm going to talk about the curse of Misty Wayfair. Again, there's a time bop. And so the person back at the turn of the century is Thea Reed. And she is a post-mortem photographer. Wow. And so anyway, and so there's a connection to her, to the, um, well, so, but anyway, but. Um, so wouldn't that be a business card you'd love to hand out? I don't know. <laughs> mortem photographer. I don't know. I don't know. So, but anyway, so uh, Thea has experience as a post-mortem photographer and she finds some connections there but it's super interesting I think Um, it does sound interesting because that's something we not all know about a lot of people probably have no idea that was a a customary thing to do yeah I found a lot of creepy things they used to but something Mm -hmm. I also learned in doing that is you know one of the reasons like we have there's so many flowers at this at the funeral home well they used to cover you know the the caskets with the flowers yes. to help control the the odor you know, yeah the odor yeah so and what anyway. what has turned into something you know a sign of love and kindness didn't quite start out that way that's right yeah <laughs> so but i'm glad they do that yes so but uh it's a nice thing to do to yes. send send flowers but I do remember an aunt of mine said I'd much rather you send me flowers now than waiting till I'm gone so why don't you just send me some flowers for my birthday so I can enjoy them and then you can just skip it at the funeral which you know yeah. there was a lot of you know so but anyway I so feel that way myself <laughs> so so but anyway so that was the curse of misty wayfair by Jamie Joe Wright and so I hope you'll consider reading that yeah. and uh and, you know, we're not going to have our trick-or-treat parade this year, but come by the library. We'll, we'll probably have some, a candy bowl there where you can get a, a yes. treat. Or maybe we'll just pass out hand sanitizer. <laughs> I don't know. 
the year of COVID. And so um, we are open our regular hours. So that'll be our library commercial. So we're open on Monday through Thursday from nine till seven o'clock. And on Friday and Saturday, nine to four o'clock. Yes, ma'am. Come by and, you know, we we clean and sanitize these books. We quarantine them and nothing goes out of here that I wouldn't take home. So yeah. we hope to get to see you, but you will need to wear a mask. Yes. And ma'am. if you don't have one, we'll provide one for you. And uh, thank you for joining us. And Mariah, yes. thanks for scare- sharing your scary stories. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm going to be afraid to read some of your books, I'm afraid. So I really want to give a a shout out to one of my favorite scary stories is Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. And, you know, I was first, I didn't, I lived a really sheltered life (laughs) in that I went to to elementary school at a little country school called Prospect Hill. When I had maybe the same 15 kids in my first through sixth grade class. So when I went to town to school in middle school, in eighth grade, Miss Linda uh, Smith-Webb introduced me to Edgar Allan Poe. And we listened to a recording of someone reading The Telltale Heart. And that just about scared me to <laughs> death. <laughs> and I just, and we had wooden floors on the old school. And yeah. I remember thinking, looking down, thinking, could there be a heart under this floorboard? And then the guy behind me was, you know, beating his foot on the, the wood <laughs> and freaking me out there. So... But so she, I, I love Miss Webb and she is, I think she's one of my Facebook friends. And um, so anyway, I love people, teachers who inspire, you know, really stretch you and introduce you to new readings and genres. Yeah. And so, and I'm, you know, I read a lot of Christian fiction, but I read a lot of everything. And so, yeah. and I think as a librarian, I think that's the best thing is. So uh, stop by and see us and ask us what we're reading and recommending, and maybe we'll have something good to suggest for you. Thanks for joining us today, Mariah. Yes, thank you. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. 